Alrighty, welcome back to Brojo Online, and today we've got another special session where you get to listen in live to a genuine coaching session with my man Anthony, who I've known for many years. He's a guy who's done the long, slow, hard road of building confidence from pretty much zero. When I first met him, uh, he really struggled with people-pleasing confidence issues. He even got down to the point of being suicidal. Since then, he's been building himself back up piece by piece and doing a fantastic job, fighting through many great struggles. And today we're going to be talking about his next barrier, which is learning how to express attraction towards people he's interested in romantically, and just expressing interest towards people and being open and vulnerable about that in general. It's a very difficult topic. Very few people are able to do this as bravely as Anthony's about to do it. So let's listen in. And hopefully this is an issue that all of you can relate to and get something from as well. Thank you very much. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Munro. What we're going to talk about today, I think, is something I've sort of definitely need to work on. And I think that's probably an issue that, you know, if people can learn from what we're doing today, I think that's great. But, um, yeah, I don't mind sharing this sort of stuff because I think... Um, I think it just, I think it, um, just, it takes one person to have to show the courage and to talk about this sort of stuff. And he was like, oh, you can talk about that shit. And, you know, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. And so, yeah, I hope it sort of creates a, an environment for people to reach out and ask for help or things like that. So, Excellent, man. Well, it's courageous to do it even if you, I guess, even if you're feeling comfortable, just, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot to, to get to the point where someone's, you don't know is given insight into your deep vulnerable core and they can make judgments about it and do whatever they're going to do with that information. And yeah, you've shown in the past actually through blogging and everything that you're willing to take that step and maybe that's prepared you for this, you know? Uh, so it's cool to see that sort of courage base level go up and up over time. Well, let's, uh, let's start sort of, we don't need to go into the whole life story, but just catch me up a little bit on, on what's going on for you and, and then, bringing it around to what we're going to be talking about today, maybe. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, basically, with me here in Melbourne, I've um, gone through my passion process to be a youth justice worker. Missed out on the January intake because of um, I need to, had to do a psych report and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on uh, 2015, had a um, attempted suicide attempt, so I had to do a um, psych eval just to make sure I was just, there's no, I guess, repercussions or any risk factor of that happening again yeah so the site gave me the green light so it's all good nice. um so i was meant to go on to the june intake they were supposed to call me in april but they didn't get back to me so i chased them up and i guess i fell fell off the radar and so they said okay well we'll put you forward for september and we'll contact you in july so i was like okay i learned from my previous mistake i'm going to chase them up before you know rather than waiting around them to contact me so so that's in the works so it's all good there so far so in the meantime i'm doing some online study i'm doing a certificate in criminal psychology uh-huh. um, so doing a bit of that study might help when i go to do this because i've got to go through an interview again with the um uh, general manager of the facility so it's good to say if they say oh what have you work, been working on for about the last year or so, or I can say, oh, I've been doing this, and I am actually quite passionate of in this sort of work line of work. So, and also keeps me of um, quite busy as well. Keeps my mind active, which is great. So it takes my mind off um, work, which I don't quite enjoy. So, mm. um, yeah, 
also I've sort of been trying to work more on my, I guess my self-esteem because that's all something that came up in my psych report that I may have that sort of, um, I guess, a risk of, you know, having a low self-esteem thing. And so I've decided to take up the charter and salsa again. And I'm in a new dance studio, new environment. No one knows who I am. No one knows my history of dancing and things like that. It's been great. But people can tell that I've danced before. But I'm, I'm, more com- I'm quite comfortable being a beginner again. So, you look, I may have done salsa five or six years ago, but I've forgotten everything. I'm just a beginner like everyone else. And, yeah, even though they, people compliment me and say, oh, I'm a good lead or things like that, I really feel humble and say thank you. But I'm still a beginner. So, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I guess so this whole new environment, uh, social environment, is actually a good sort of opportunity for me to practice um, uh, socialising, expressing, I guess, attraction to girls that I find attractive and things like that. And um, so here's an opportunity for me to do it, but there, obviously I have a barrier of obviously expressing attraction directly and boldly, and hence my previous problems with, I guess, putting myself in the friend zone because by the time I gain enough courage or whatever to express that attraction, it's too late or whatever. So, um, but I have been sort of doing little things like expressing my, like, I guess, complimenting people, you know, I, there was a girl in my last term, the charter, I said, look, one, one of my favorite people to dance with, um, really love, really enjoy dancing with you, you know, and I said it because that's how I feel when I, you know, rotate to her in class and I wasn't trying to do it to, I know, there's no ulterior motive. I just wanted to express how I felt when I was dancing with her. So little things like that. I guess little, little baby steps, but yeah, haven't quite been able to do that consistently, I think. So, yeah. Cool. Well, firstly, you know, I know your kind of history with, with you trying to develop your career and the, the walls that you've hit there, you know, can't be a past people judge you or whatever. And, and to see you just keep smashing through that, that relentless determinism is awesome. I remember my very first book, I talked about a thing called erosion theory, which is just, it's you versus the thing who's going to last longer. And you're just doing that. You're just outlasting it. You know, you're smashing it until it gives up. And I, I love that. And yeah, so it's, it's interesting. On one hand, you say you find expressing attraction difficult. And yet I would say telling someone that they're your favorite to dance with is showing an attraction of some kind towards them. So we say you can do it, but that's obviously not what you mean when you say that you struggle with it. There's something else going on there. So I'm keen, when you say you struggle with expressing attraction, what are we talking about exactly? Okay. Uh, For me, expressing attraction is obviously sexual attraction, or you find someone physically attractive. For example, if I want like a girl, it's like, damn, she's really hot. I want to, you know, want to date her. So I think they have to say, look, wow, I really find you, I think you're absolutely gorgeous or whatever. Just, being able to say that, yeah, I think that's what I think I struggle with. Okay. So it's specifically in the realm where there's no doubt that there's a sexual interest or a romantic interest. You would like this to go further perhaps or explore um, or it's physical. It's yeah. The thing you're complimenting them on is something you see with your eyes, uh, nothing more kind of thing. Yeah. So obviously you would have put some thought into this what comes up for you in terms of why you suspect this might be difficult for you? I think uh, there's quite, like quite a few things happening. I think first of all, it's maybe fear of rejection, but also I think it's also, um, I guess also whether or not it's the right place to do it in or, you know, because 
I mean, I mean, look at society today. It's almost like, you know, with all the media attention and things like that, it's almost like, is it appropriate or is it considered sexual harassment to even express your attraction, you know, and whatever, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, I don't, you know, it's almost like, am I doing something wrong, you know, per se, am I going to come off as a creepy or be that guy, you know? Um, so yeah, that's probably one of the reasons. Yeah. Okay. We'll dig into that a little bit. Now, I'm not going to say that there isn't any form of risk there. I mean, you could do this perfectly if there is such a thing and someone could decide they've been harassed, you know? I mean, there are people who think they've been harassed if you just stand next to them, you know? So while I will acknowledge that that risk exists, you made an interesting point, which is you say, you know, in today's climate, the Me Too movement, so on, but you've struggled with this your whole life, right? Before all that. Yeah. So that might be a current line of reasoning. Yeah. But this problem has existed for quite some time. It's, it's obviously got a deeper core reason. Or maybe that, that same reason just sort of changes form with the society. So there's always the risk of being seen as some form of harassing or I wrote down the word inappropriate. Like this is the wrong place, wrong time, wrong, wrong, wrong. Almost makes it harder now because of the whole sort of climate now for me too thing. It's almost like it was harder before, but now it's even, you know, it feels like it's even more harder now because because of this, you know, it's all like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not an illusion. It's, it will appear to be a lot harder now. And while I can say that there are plenty of girls out there, if you do this with the right intentions, you know, they're going to be very friendly and accepting around it. But me saying that won't make a difference to your fears. So, okay. I just want to acknowledge that. But now, you and I have actually had conversations in this uh, theme before. And if I'm remembering correctly, we once talked about fear of rejection. And we came to the conclusion you actually can face rejection. I mean, we can see you doing it with the youth justice applications at the moment. We can see you doing it in the sense of going to a new dance class. There's always some kind of rejection type risk there. I have a little hypothesis that fear of rejection doesn't quite, doesn't quite describe what's really going on here because we can see that you can take a risk of rejection. Um, I'm not saying it's not scary, but I don't think that's exactly what's holding you back because that doesn't hold you back in other areas. So let's keep doing because I want to understand this properly. Tell you what, tell me what doing it wrong looks like. Your, your fear manifested. What's the worst case scenario? Are you trying this and it going tits up? I guess, let's say, um, in a dance class and I, I don't know, I express my attraction to, to, to a girl in class, whatever. I feel like maybe the worst thing is probably, you know, um, maybe they're getting outcast, maybe, you know, getting kicked out of, of class or, you know, everyone knowing I'm that guy, you know, you know, class, you know, list of, you know, call it a creep or whatever, and then, you know, have that sort of stigma attached to that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's not just the the one person's reaction, but the kind of the community you're in at the, the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the community rejection. The whole, yeah, ostracizing. Yeah, yeah. Twice now you've used the term being that guy. Who's that guy? Well, uh, well, in sort of the, in the dance world, there's always well that guy is the guy who always hits on all the hot girls, and you know, and is perceived to be creepy. He's always the one who's always, um, yeah, hitting on all the pretty young things that that walks through the door, sort of thing. Um, 
the kind of creepy predatory yeah yeah everybody knows about it talks about it yeah yeah that guy okay yeah are you actually worried about being that guy or worried about being seen as that guy probably being seen as that guy because i know both i'm not definitely no no i'm definitely i'm not that guy you know um so yeah so where would the misinterpretation happen i mean if you're definitely not that guy how could it end up with people seeing you as that guy I guess maybe my um, the girl I guess misinterpreting my I guess my expression of attraction as being um, creepy or whatever. Yeah. What I'm trying to find is a kind of the exact point on the map where this gets hard for you. Yeah. You know. Now there's some some guys I talk to they're actually worried about being that guy. You know they think just expressing attraction is being that guy. You know like there's you can't separate the two. Um, and that's what makes it impossible for them. I'm like, there's no way I could do this right. It's always going to be done in a way that hurts other people in some way. And then yeah. it's me because they don't like me anymore. You, it seems more like you'll be perceived as something, but at the same time, you seem to think they won't be misperceiving you. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this is the bit I'm struggling to understand a little bit. I want to clarify and make sure we get it right. Are you worried that they'll see you're being creepy, but they were wrong? Or that actually you were being creepy and they've judged that correctly, even if only for a moment. Um, I think I'm judging that I'm being creepy, but I'm not trying to be creepy. Now that I think about that, I think maybe it's maybe to do more with me. Maybe I think there's a voice in my head saying now, you know, it's you can't express that your attraction is something that's wrong. You can't do that. You know, even though I may feel like I want to, I want it by my voice. There's a voice in my head saying, no, you can't say that. So I don't know if it's really, yeah, maybe it's more and more to do with me being okay with expressing attraction and saying it's okay to do this rather than how the other person reacts, maybe. Interesting. Because just the way you emphasize your words there, and I'm being very like hypersensitive yeah. to your language, it says it's okay for others to do it, but not for you specifically. How do you feel about other guys doing it? I don't mean that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, like a normal person. I don't, don't really bat an eyelid, really. I think, yeah, it's, I don't think it's, it's kind of weird. I, I think it's, it's normal. As in, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. You know, but for some reason, if I try and do it, it's not okay. I don't know why that is. I think we're circling the, the bullseye now. We're getting closer. Yeah. yeah. So it seems to be you just have this repulsion come up at, just the thought of actually following through on this thing and it's not really about how it's going to go or, or the other person's reaction that's the kind of story that plays out afterwards to explain that feeling yeah. now the feeling itself seems to be more of it's specifically me that can't do this this isn't a bad thing in general yeah. there are some people who are shouldn't be doing this because the way they're doing it that guy yeah but i'm not that guy that's not what i'm really talking about here I, I take a guess at this and please call me out if I'm wrong. Yeah. There seems to be some sort of belief in you that you showing sexual or romantic interest towards a girl is like inherently harmful. Your brain's reacting to it as if it can only go bad. And that that's because there's something in you, some unchangeable thing in you that guarantees this is going to be bad or harmful. Yeah, so I think that's sort of 
something like that. Yeah. Again, just calling it out, it's a new term that I heard recently, toxic shame, which I think Brené Brown came up with, being the idea that there's something wrong with me or I am wrong as a person. And there's something having a kind of uh, solidity and it's an unchangeable thing is wrong with me. It's kind of like I'm fundamentally negative one, like it can't be fixed up to zero or plus, you know. We see that this thing doesn't get aggravated when you're applying to go work at youth justice despite having a history with suicide you know all of that you can get a sense like there may be shame and guilt about it but you're just powering ahead anyway like fuck it it can be overcome and that seems to be whatever that is doesn't seem to be applied in this particular situation this one doesn't have the like we can overcome ideal to it it just has a don't bother there's no point sort of mentality just with a kind of uh, an emotional reaction, right? Like a kind of like, Ooh, don't do it. Yeah. I wonder where the harm is occurring. So for you to go and express, so you find a, a girl really physically attractive, say, wow, you are gorgeous. Who's getting hurt by that? Do you, do you assume you, her, both society? Um, I think her in a way I sort of like objectifying her. Yeah. Not really seeing her as a person, more like, uh, yeah, a thing. Okay. So I think what we can do to kind of summarize this is you see expressing attraction as like throwing a punch. Just the very act of it somehow causes harm. Now, you didn't seem to get that as much as saying to someone like, you're my favorite person to dance with. Mm. But when it crosses the line into, I guess, there's an obvious sexual interest involved suddenly it's harmful, you know, and you associate it with harassment and you associate it with being ostracized and all these things. You see it as like you inflicting pain on someone else that brings about negative judgment from the group. So what's, I think you've already said it, but just to really clarify, what is the difference between telling someone, I think you're gorgeous or you look great today versus saying you're my favorite to dance with? Why is one okay and the other one's not? I guess um, you're saying you're my favorite, when I say, oh, you're my favorite person to dance with, I don't feel it's, I'm not complaining on something, I guess, like a physical appearance or anything or or objectifying something. Yeah. It's, I think it's more, for me, it's like an internal feeling I get when I'm dancing with that person, you know, it's that, you know, which makes her like my favorite person to dance with or something. I can sort of like, um, explain it more saying you're my favorite person because of xyz you know you you, you know you follow really well you're a smooth follow or you know you're good good timing and things like that whereas i guess we expressing something um sexual or something or physical about them it's it's like a, you know you're objectifying them in a way I, I like that example to use because dancing is physical when you compliment someone on their dancing you're complimenting them on their body movements but i, I can see where you see the difference you seem to think that when you can say because X, Y, and Z, that it becomes not shallow, that they've earned it, that you're complimenting them on skill perhaps or something deeper than their skin appearance and that if you don't go deeper, you're somehow doing something wrong, like it's deeper or bust, you know? I'm just bringing this up because to open the idea of why, why do you think this? Why is it like it, a girl shows up to dance class and she's obviously like 
she works out and takes care of her body and she's put her makeup on perfectly and she's done her hair, that that's not skill, but dancing is. That she's your favorite to look at, but that's wrong, whereas your favorite to dance with is okay. Why don't you just notice that you've kind of drawn a line here? Both are physical interest. You know, both are just how you feel. It's just your preference. She may not be somebody else's favorite to dance with. She may not be somebody else's favorite to look at, whatever. It's just yours. But one of them's okay. The other one's really, really not, you know? I'll just take a swing at the fence here if something might seem out of, out of whack. How would you feel about if you were to express attraction for her to enthusiastically reciprocate? Probably freak me out. Um, yeah, it's um, definitely not something of really... Um, so looking back, I guess, I haven't had a lot of successes. I mean, I've had you know, maybe one relationship. Um, but a lot of times I've sort of looked back. I mean, there were probably instances where like, hey, look, the, that girl was interested in me, but I guess I ran away from it. So mm. um, even one girl actually said to me um, when I finally got the courage to so I just want to ask her out, whatever, on Facebook, whatever. She, you know, she was actually, you know, when I first met you, I was actually interested in you. I was like, what? You know, so it's like, what? Really? I know maybe there was a bit of fear of success in there happening, you know, maybe, you know, holy fuck, you know, if that girl is keen on me, what, what do I do, you know? <laughs> um, maybe there's a bit of that happening, you know, I don't know. So. <laughs> it's usually a mixture, but I'm going to call out what I think is actually happening here, and I'm like skipping a few chapters at this point based on experience. What I see is the reason guys draw the line at this particular element of, of interest is because if it is reciprocated, the burden they feel. They talk about being scared of a no, but they're usually actually more scared of a strong yes. Which tells you a couple of things. One, why are they doing it? Which is putting pressure on them. And two, what are they really afraid of? Number one is they're not just expressing action, uh, attraction to give. They're expressing it as an invitation, as a potential starting point for something. Uh, they're trying to get something. Or at least they're open to getting something in return. And that is what they're really afraid of, is if that something they're asking for is actually delivered because they don't feel that they could live up to that. I first noticed this, I was taking guys out to go and meet people on the street and, you know, some guy would be particularly struggling, but he'd be doing okay with, you know, go talk to that dude working at the cafe or go say hi to that homeless guy. That's fine. And I'd say, well, tell me which girl you like the look of the most, you know, maybe that, that one. Okay. Go say hi to that one. He's like, oh, I don't know. She's not really my type. Like your type. I said, say hi. I didn't say marry her. What do you mean your type? How can you judge your type by looking at her? I was like, this is weird. Like, that's a weird excuse. And it kept coming up. Like, oh, I don't know. She doesn't really look like girlfriend material. I'm like, who said anything? You're just saying hi. You never see her again. I don't get this girlfriend bit. I was genuinely confused. And then I realized what they're doing is if they were to go and show interest towards someone, they feel that they're obligated to follow through if there's a reciprocation. They'd be like, okay, I then have to go and take her out and perform in bed and be a good boyfriend and marry her and all these things that I don't feel capable of doing. And then I'm going to be discovered as a fraud. And then I'm really going to be ostracized. She goes to tell everybody that I couldn't get it up or that I'm a crappy boyfriend or she cheats on me. You know, 
they do this massive projection into the future that just crushes them with weight. And I suspect, given what you just told me, that what you're really worried about is the kind of door you're opening up here. Not just in the, you might be a bit embarrassed if they say no, or be a bit awkward. You know you're not a creep. You know if it goes badly, you could say, oh, sorry, I'm not, you know, you're not going to be like, Ugh. you're not that guy. Yeah. I think what you're worried about is if you get onto this kind of like runaway train, which is actually, oh, I like you too. What are we going to do about it? And you're like, holy fuck, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. You know, and it kind of gets yeah. away from you. That's my theory at the moment. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, so, I mean, the sort of example you gave me about, the, you know, taking those guys out from the streets, or whatever. I mean, I can sort of relate to, you know, um, the fact that, you know, if she says yes, what the fuck do I mean? What's my next step? You know, oh my god, I got to fight through this. You know, mm. um, that I guess I can, I can relate. I can totally relate to that fear. I think I probably had this a similar instance where um, quite recently I was in the at dance, but different dance style. And yeah, there's this girl there, and I guess I could almost feel like she was interested in, you know, interesting, you know, interested in engaging with me. And I was like, I sort of, but I sort of, I could feel myself pull away slightly. You know, I engaged, I initiated, I engaged, you know, being myself. And then I was like, holy fuck. And then I can feel myself sort of, or step, drawing myself back a bit. Yeah. Um, when I, when she started to engage with me as well, I was like, okay, no. Yeah. This is one of the biggest wake up calls for me is I used to complain all the time about my lack of success with women and so on and so forth. And, you know, begging people to teach me and everything. But then when I look carefully, opportunities were coming up and I was sabotaging them. Clearly, nobody destroyed the opportunity but me. I remember one time a girl was basically sexting me and I just made myself get too drunk so I couldn't drive somewhere. I'm like, if I really want something with a girl, why do I do stuff like this? Why do I seem to like kill it? And I came to realize much later that... The idea that I really wanted to be with a girl was actually an illusion. What I really wanted to be was safe. And I did not consider myself safe with a girl because of my lack of experience and my bad history. So while my brain would allow me to believe I was pursuing a romantic connection, it was doing everything in its power to prevent that from happening. And that's why I'd see this weird conflicting behavior. Like I really want to start dating and maybe meet a girl, but I can't show anybody I'm interested in them. So that's never going to happen. How could I want this, but do that? It doesn't make any sense. How could I take all these risks in my career? I could take risks with my physical body. I put myself in death's doorway, you know, with crazy shit. But I couldn't tell a girl that I liked her dress. It doesn't make any sense. Unless I'm terrified of her actually responding positively to that. That makes sense. I can embarrass myself in public for fun. So the idea that her embarrassing me with a rejection is what I'm really afraid of is ludicrous. But her saying yes, that puts me into a, an area that I am not familiar with and that I am sure I am going to fuck up royally and be exposed as the, the loser I truly see myself as. And I suspect with you, this is much more the case than the likelihood that you're creepy or disgusting or predatory. Let's have a look at some of the little uh, kind of excuses that pull you back. One seems to be this idea that it is shallow or superficial to be interested in someone's appearance. Yeah. If a girl was to come up to you and say, oh my God, you're so handsome. 
You're my favorite in the class. Would you be disgusted with it? Uh, no, I'd be pretty blown away by it. Yeah, um, I'd be embarrassed, but not not because it's just more to do with me, you know, because I don't obviously see myself in that way, but um, I'll still be pretty you know, humbled by, by that compliment. So, um, yeah. So why is it okay for someone to do it to you? It's not okay to be done to someone or given, I should say, rather than done. Um, I think for a guy to do it to a girl, it's, or, you know, then it's sort of not okay. I guess what a girl is saying to a guy, it's, it's okay. I don't, yeah, it's just. Even though it's a dance event, if a girl like does herself up for the performance, she's got the sparkly shit on her face and her hair's all special and she's got the, the great gown or whatever. Do you feel it's wrong to say that looks beautiful? Yeah. Why not then? Why is that okay? So I guess it's, it's for a performance, right? So it's almost like it's part of the routine or it's, it's, oh, it's part of the choreo. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, so in the, within the context, it's, I, I, I know what the context is. So I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> I want to point out something there. And that was an example I used on purpose because that one comes up a lot in dancing as a guy is happy yeah. to compliment a girl when she's done something to look good specifically. Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. If she just looks good walking around, he can't do it because then it's shallow, you know? Yeah. But look at the difference. To say her all done up looks good is somehow less shallow than saying her naturally looks good. You can compliment her on looking fake good, but you can't compliment her on looking real good. And then you'd say, I don't want to be shallow or superficial. I'm just about to put out a video soon as well, and this will be something I'm sure you resonate with. And dancing is guys who are worried about being seen as that guy will deliberately dance with girls they're not attracted to just to prove they're not that guy. Yet they're choosing the girls based on how they look. How is that not shallow? Because they're not looking good. They're looking something else. So that's a big story in your head about how it's wrong or superficial or shallow. Yeah, the truth is that is what you noticed and it is what you liked. So to not speak to that is dishonest. There's something that needs to happen here, I think. There's, there's two things holding hands that you need to separate. Expression of attraction, interest, desire, fancy, and obligation to go further. You see this as like a chain link. Once you get hold of this thing, you've got to follow it all the way through to whatever disaster awaits you at the end. Like you've just signs a contract, a death contract, you know, and which tells me there's also a huge amount of neediness in why you're doing it. You're actually doing it to start off that chain of events. You'd see expressing attraction as a starting point to relationships and stuff. And only as that, you know? So because of that, every time you're doing it, you're doing it to start a relationship. It piles all sorts of neediness and actually significantly increases the likely creep factor where she feels he's trying to get something. Have you ever given attraction freely with not being attached to any potential future? Yeah, I, I've, I remember, um, I might've told you this, I think it was like, I went or a couple of years ago, or something like that. I was, in a, I, was in this, I was in a club and I was like, my goal was actually to express, to tell a, a girl that I, I found her attractive. And it took me like, I don't know how, how long 
the following game, Karis would do it. And then I was like, and when when and when she responded positively, it's like, oh, what the fuck, you know? And I know, talked to her like maybe like a, I don't know, three seconds, and I went, I've got to go. So I left, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, it was, it was awesome. Like, I, you know, I just did it because I wanted to, you know, and didn't expect to see her again because I hadn't. But yeah, it was, it was pretty exhilarating. I was like, scared shitless, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Why you do it makes all the difference. Yeah. It's a key element in this. If you're doing it to get sex, get a relationship, then yeah, it is shallow. You're trying to leverage it's a manipulative tool to, to get you to an outcome. And because of your natural kind of giving personality, that just doesn't sit right with you. There are guys who are there, they're fine with that. This is all just a strategy to them. They don't care about the girl. They don't care about her feelings. They just care about their penis going into some form of hole, right? That's all they give a shit about. But you're not that kind of guy. And that's the key thing to understand is you're not that kind of guy. So you've got to make sure you're not being that guy when this happens. You have to be you when this happens. The reason you feel comfortable telling a girl who's all done up for a performance that she looks great is not because of why she did it. It's because you know she'll understand that you're just saying this is about the performance. I'm not trying to date you. I'm not trying to have sex with you. This, it doesn't come attached to anything. It's just a gift. Yeah. Well done. I'm looking good. I want to open your mind to the possibility that can be done anytime. It doesn't need a reason like that. In the sense you're being able to use her going on to a performance to like relieve yourself of the burden of this going further. You know, it's like I get to give it to her just for the performance. So she knows that. So we're, we're clean, like I'm a clean slate. You don't need her going to a performance for this to be true. You can really just give someone a compliment on the way they look or more, more, more specifically express an interest in something about them without either of you being obligated to take that a single step further. It doesn't have to go anywhere. I put it to you that if you can embody that, if you can get to the point where you actually believe that that is true, this will be more thrilling than scary as you've experienced before. One thing that comes to mind that automatically tells me that you create this link to the future, to the outcome is that you're only really thinking about doing this with women you're attracted to. It puts them in the separate category, the girlfriend sex relationship category, which means you only express physical attraction when it's attached to relationships and sex and everything. You're bonding the two together by targeting like this one type of person. How often do you tell guys or girls you're not attracted to or family members that you appreciate something about their appearance? Not, not very often. Um, yeah. Do you notice things that you like about the way other people look? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, as I, I don't really express myself that much, I think. Um, so maybe, maybe it's something I could probably work, definitely something I could work on, you know, um, even, you know, even telling that girl that, you know, she's one of my favorite person to dance with in class. It's all took me, you know, why to sort of, you know, get around to even saying that, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I've got to remember next week, I've got to tell her, tell her this, you know, it's almost like it's not instantaneous, you know, it's not on, you know, in the moment. I see a great opportunity here for us to hit a few birds with one stone in that this isn't just about you expressing attraction to women you find physically interesting, but about you expressing yourself in general about things you like. 
in doing so, not only are you going to work on just being more expressive, i.e. being more honest, but also normalizing physical attraction as to being just another thing that you're interested in. You like the way people dance. You like the way they look. You like the way they talk. You like the way they think. It's just all the same. Not like, mm. I like all these things about them. I don't say anything. And attraction. Oh my God, this big thing. If you can just normalize it, you'll speak as if it's normal and then becomes very <clears throat> easy to receive. You know, you imagine a guy walk around the class like, fuck, that's a cool shirt. I love this song. You look gorgeous today, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, that was creepy. Nobody ever does that to that guy. Right? He gets away with saying anything because everyone can feel where he's coming from. He's just talking about what he likes. That's all. No obligation. He's not asking for anything. He's not trying to get anything. This isn't a maneuver. This is just a dude who speaks about what he likes and dislikes. And he likes the way you look. You'll hear about it. I would also be interested to know how often you openly speak about what you don't like. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I feel like on certain topics and things like that, I, I'm, I'm quite expressive in expressing what I like and don't like, for sure. Um, especially, you know, when it comes to a lot of, you know, say, politics or something like that, you know, like, for instance, since I'm saying, I'm, I'm a, from my research and what I've done, I'm against Islam as a religion, but I have nothing against Muslims. I just don't think the ideology of Islam is really a religion of peace or whatever, you know, so I'm definitely, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty open about that. And some, you know, some, with some people, if that sort of topic comes up, especially when the old Christchurch, Christchurch shooting came, happened, mm-hmm. and um, I was quite open discussing with people, hey, look, you know, racism and things like that. New Zealand's always had that undercurrent or that sort of thing happening, and you know, so I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I am definitely feel like I'm, nowadays I'm more open about my thoughts and opinions on certain things, being able to express that. But yeah, and if whether I like this or that, I'm tend to be quite. Confident in expressing that you know, with friends or whoever, but um, yeah, just when it comes to expressing something physical or something, or I just tend to I know, shut up, you know, just don't say anything, you know. Um, yeah. So I think one way to kind of summarize the the core issue here is you see expressing interests specifically in people as being the separate category, when actually it's just talking about what you like and dislike. That's all it ever is. I mean, if you can talk about such a hot topic as Islam or the Christchurch shootings, you can talk about liking someone's smile or disliking their shoes because it's all just preferences, none of which you have any choice over. They just occur to you. There's no free will in what we want, you know. The key here for you is kind of twofold. One is you need to speak about physical likes and dislikes with the same air that you speak about food, music, anything else you like or dislike to make that just a normal thing to talk about. And one of the ways to do that is to make sure this isn't just about women that you'd be interested in going out with. It has to be about anybody's looks and anybody's whatever's right. And I'd say it's probably one of the higher risk things for you. It's not just attractive women, but just people and their characteristics telling people what you like and dislike about them is probably your, struggle point because they can react personally emotionally whereas you can talk about stuff you like and dislike and go well look we're just talking about the stuff you can do you and i'll do me it's actually saying you i like you or dislike you it's kind of nowhere to hide you know i think that's the thing if you can focus on doing that for you the attraction thing will get solved as a result 
when you said, you know, you're my favorite to dance with, I'm like, like you're already doing it. You just don't really call it that. That is showing interest, attraction, preference, physical interest. It's all there. The elements are all there. The idea that that's different to saying, I love your smile. You know, we're getting out of semantics or something now. You know, that's yeah. the difference is so minor that it's not really a difference at all. And I think one of the, I'm going to give you some practical advice around this, if you're cool with that. Yeah, sure. First and foremost, this has to be about everybody, not just girls you're attracted to. We have to neutralize that as a separate category of people. They have to be just people like everyone else. And that just happens to be the thing that you notice most readily about them. You know, you can actually like someone being tall because you just, I don't know, you envy tallness or something. I know I do. I think you're a bit taller than me actually, but you can like someone being tall. You can go up to a dude and be like, fuck, I wish I was that tall without being like, can we get married now? You know, you don't have to go anywhere with that. Right. Or telling a girl like, God, I love your smile. Or I can't take my eyes off your hair. Doesn't mean like, okay. And we're, we're girlfriend, boyfriend now. Right. Like you don't have to go anywhere with that. You can just be like, here, have this for free. I'll never see you again. That's fine. But also, should you express something like this and they respond positively or reciprocate, having the boldness to stay in there. And that boldness will come from constantly cutting that chain, constantly releasing the pressure on yourself, that obligation. You guys could flirt all night and still never see each other again if you don't want to. You can go all the way home with her and not have sex with her. You can become girlfriend and boyfriend and end it a week later. You're never obligated to go beyond where you want to go, where you're comfortable going. And you have to keep reminding yourself of that. And I think the starting point will simply be, that's what I love about dance class where you go around the whole class, is make it a habit to notice something about people and compliment them on it. Guy, girl, attraction, some other form of interest, everything in between, just looking for the good in people and letting them know what you noticed and putting it in terms of how you feel about it, not an objective judgment. An objective judgment would be something like, I do not believe that Islam is a religion of peace, kind of like a measurable, mm. but a subjective judgment, a personal one would be to say, I like chocolate. I'm not saying chocolate's good or bad. I'm just saying I like it. And that's the language we use to talk about people. You're not good or bad. I just, I like something about you. So rather than something judgmental, like you're gorgeous. It's one I used to use a lot. It's like my, I hid behind it, you know, I'm just like, look, I'm just saying you're gorgeous. It doesn't say anything about how I feel. I'm just ranking. Yeah. Would actually be say something like, I like your smile. Or if you're getting bolder, like, Oh, I always feel nervous when I get to you or whatever. But just, you need to start getting comfortable with saying, I like, followed by whatever you noticed or even I don't like followed by whatever you noticed. Cause one of the things is a girl is far more likely to believe that you're not a creep who's using some manipulation. If she knows you're honest about everything. So if you compliment her on her looks, it's cause you actually mean it because you just actually five minutes ago told her off for some bad behavior, which you also meant, you know, she can trust that she's going to get the truth from you and it makes compliments so much easier to receive when she knows, Hey, I'll get negative feedback if he's got that too, you know? So putting it really simply, making it your mission to notice what you like about people and tell them. One person at a time, moving on afterwards, not trying to make it go anywhere, releasing the burden, not focusing solely on attractive girls, but not excluding them either. 
They have to be bought as one of the group. Like if there's no one there at the dance class that you're attracted to, it doesn't stop you doing it. And if they're all attractive, it doesn't stop you doing it. How do you feel about the possibility of actually going through with that? As a, um, I guess this, as that practical exercise, I think it's very doable in a, in a dance class situation where you rotate through. So you just pretty much dance with everyone at least twice in the class. So, so it's almost like each person that comes along, I could just sort of, you know, notice something about them and maybe I don't have to do the whole class. Obviously, maybe you know, next week or maybe maybe say you know, three people or something random and and express how I what, what I like about them. You know, um, sort of grow from there. You know, start with one person, then do the whole class, and you know, eventually sort of thing. You know, so it's, it is a it's an achievable thing to do. Yeah, and I think it's something I can do, um, which I which I'll be able to do. It's not like oh my god, it's like an impossible task. So um, yeah. I like the way you sort of moderate, like three people or something like that. Make this manageable, make this doable, reduce the pressure as much as possible because we want to get to a point where you enjoy doing this. And anything involved in it that makes it unenjoyable needs to be changed. Now, there's a kind of like a wall to get over this, kind of just getting into it. But if you can do this really giving to them, and you can see this, it's like lighting candles. You just go around the room and after people talk to you, they're like, ah, I feel better about myself. When you can see that you're that... That, that match lighting candles kind of thing. This won't feel like you're being that guy anymore. It'll actually make you feel like you're being this other guy that people wish came to the party, you know, the lighter. One way to, to make this easier is to make it very, very specific. So when you're going to talk about somebody's looks, take a second out of everything to do with their body. What did I notice the most? What do I like the most? And then say that I like your smile. I like your dress. God, you got a lovely tan. God, look at your eyes. I can't take my eyes off them. Very, very specific. People find it much less creepy and much more believable when you've actually taken a moment to notice them rather than just gone, eh, hot, I want to have sex with that thing. You've gone actually like, why? Why did I notice this girl? Because of that very specific thing. This will also help you to develop a, what I call like a romantic, honest language eventually be able to get to the point where I was like, man, when I just saw like your hair whip away from your eyes, just like stunned me. You know, you can get to that point eventually if you're constantly looking for what is it that I notice about people? You need to desensitize yourself to physical appearance being a big deal. So I'd say focus on that for now. Compliment them on their shoes and their dress and their smile and their eyes and their hair and their whatever. But also start looking for what do you notice in people that you like? Because it goes beyond appearance. Mm. But appearance is just one of the categories. It's not bad or good. It's just neutral. It's just another category. It's the thing you notice with your eyes. But dancing, it's the thing you notice with your body. You feel it. In conversation, it's the thing you notice with your mind. You know? Or with having a good time, it's the thing you notice with your emotions. It's just certain parts of you notice another part of the person. And these are all neutral observations. The reason looks become such a big deal is because the creepy predatory guys are solely focused on that. So it gets like uh, kind of um, mixed in with that. But if guys were somehow creepy about personality, then that was, that would be the one that's a big deal. You know, it just happens to be looks. You can be kind of like a hero here where you can show girls that there's somebody who will be honest. He notices and likes things about her physically, her appearance, 
but he's not trying to get anything. He's not going anywhere with this. She gets that for free. And as much as, as, as girls tend to, um, or at least the ones on social media and in the media complain about being objectified, most girls will tell you the thing they're most insecure about is their looks. And you can give them a night off from that insecurity if you're honest about your attraction. I'm not saying that girls should rely on validation from guys to deal with their confidence issues, of course, but when I started going around just telling people what I liked about the way they look, I could see that. I'm just like, wow, she really worries. But there's so many times I'd say something like, tell a girl like, I love your, I don't know, your legs or something. She's like, oh my God, they're like my worst feature. I'm like, no, they're your best. What are you talking about? You know, and, and like, I'll just pick out the thing that they're most scared of and give them hope that maybe it's not what they think it is. Now it wasn't always taken well or received well, of course, but I did it for the right reasons. I never got a creeped out response ever. When I did it for wrong reasons, sometimes I could get away with it. But a lot of the time before I'd even spoken, they could smell it. They could smell the neediness, the manipulation. I'd go up to go and say, excuse me. And she'd be like, ugh, straight away. I'm like, fuck, I haven't even said it yet. And then later on, I'd be like, yeah, but I knew why I was going up to her. Like if I was her, I'd say good, good response. You know, <laughs> like, I'd keep away a guy like me in that moment too. Most of the time when I go up and say, look, I'm really, I'm just saying this. You know, I noticed that it would be like dishonest of me not to say this. I just have to say it. And you'll also find that when you get specific, this gets into that like non-creepy factor where like you could be married like I am now and still express physical interest in people because it's so specific. I can, I can meet a girl and like right in front of, my wife say, Oh my God, you got gorgeous hair. Look at it. Mm. There's no creep factor, no sexual like, in it. Cause I'm being very specific about what I actually noticed and not just lumping her into this, like this box of meat, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to put it. <laughs> what would be the very next action you could take on this to get started? I've got, on Tuesday, I've got class on Tuesday, so I've got well, two classes. I've got beginners with charter and beginners salsa. So there's two classes, two different groups, two different opportunity, you know, two opportunities for me to uh, at least express or compliment some uh, three people in each class. What I recommend is you put that in kind of like the goal list, but that's a way off. Yeah. What I suggest is a little like uh, kind of carry around with you type action is. Every time you interact with someone, person at the cafe or the shops or whatever, just notice what you like about the way they look. Guy, girl, doesn't matter. Just notice what you like. And then if you're feeling courageous enough, tell them that. Think of it as desensitizing yourself to speaking about physical appearance. It can be like, oh, you got a cool uniform or I like your shirt through to like, wow, I find your, like, your whole earring set up like really fascinating, you know, like your earrings. Just I like, I like, I like till it becomes normal for you to say this. Like you're constantly looking for it and sharing it, looking for it and sharing it. Normalize it and let them have it for free. Just walk away after, let them be noticed, you know? Cool. The next step for you will be like, when somebody responds positively and that heartbeat starts, like, oh shit, just relax. Just, okay, this doesn't have to go anywhere. I'll stay as long as I want to. I haven't committed myself to anything. I haven't signed any contracts here. It does not have to go as any further than I'm prepared for it to go. How girls are dancing, I'd flirt with them every single week and not take it a step further. 
just became our thing. Quite often we'd, uh, one of us or both of us would be in a relationship at the time and it was just our little, little, uh, little bit of fun. We're never going to take anywhere. I realized, oh, I can do this. This can just be fun. Attraction can just be fun. It doesn't have to be this fucking serious, like, lifetime contract thing. Mm. All right, so go have some fun with it. Basically, just compliment cool. everyone on their looks until it doesn't feel weird to do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. It's, um, yeah, it's good to get some, I guess, practical sort of advice and help, I guess, to sort of de- you know, cut that link between stressing attraction and automatically that leads on to a relationship or having to be in a relationship. I think that's good to be able to, to, separ- to separate that and saying just be able to express attraction as a, its own separate thing, you know, and yeah, it's cool. I think that's um, definitely going to be quite helpful for me and also being able to be, obviously I do, you know, I be able to express my observations about, about people as well because even I do know those things, it's just being willing to, I guess, vocalize that and share it with, with the other person. So, it's kind of like you just got to break out of this little mold where your autopilot response is silence. Mm-hmm. Just say it. You know, you might just notice things like, whoa, you got a deep voice. I like that. I heard you from across the room. You just, everything that you actually know, you, you've noticed that you notice things all the time. You don't say shit about them. Yeah. Start revealing like one out of 10, you know, as many as you can handle or think to remember to, to show. Because look, all of us, we have no idea what the fuck anyone thinks of us, what they notice about us. We're constantly insecure about it. You could be the guy who like gives them their break. You know, I used to have this green shirt that I'd wear to work. And for some reason, it just everyone loved that shirt. Every time I wore it, people were like, oh, that shirt's so good on you, blah, blah, blah. You know, it really suits you. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, as <laughs> if I made the shirt or something or I designed color. But it was kind of like, Oh, people do actually notice what I wear and stuff. And like, finally I'm getting to hear what they're thinking. And I don't mean this is like, we should care what other people think, but constantly what other people think is a threat to us. You know, we don't know what they got going on in there, what they're scheming away, what conclusions they're coming to about us, what risk there is to us. Someone who just tells us what they're thinking about us consistently, we can relax in the presence of someone like that because good or bad, at least we know. So when you say I like and I dislike or whatever, you, you can just relieve the person of that tension. Like, okay, I know where I sit with Anthony. I know what's on his mind. We good. So be that guy. Do it for them. And then this won't be such a big needy deal. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, bro. Thank you for, for being so open and honest. And uh, hopefully, I know this is a huge, huge issue for fucking millions of guys out there. So hopefully a few of them got to learn vicariously through you. I appreciate you, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for um, taking your time and doing this, man. It's um, definitely um, opened up my eyes and um, definitely got me got me some homework to do and things to work on going forward. So, yeah, thanks, man. Cheers.